Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the world-famous Field Street Students podcast where we discuss how to not be a moron in a world filled with them. I'm your host, Taylor. All I ask is you subscribe and share, but really, we're just glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Field Street Students Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, uh, make sure you subscribe uh, to this podcast on whatever your favorite platform is. Maybe that's Spotify, maybe here on Anchor, wherever that is. Make sure to subscribe to it and share it. But we're back with another episode today. I'm your host, Taylor, and we've got a guest today, Brother Billy Woods. Praise the Lord. How are we doing, Billy? Hey, Taylor, and thank you so very much for allowing me to come on your highly esteemed podcast. Highly esteemed, that is correct. And I uh, am very humbled to have someone like Billy on. Billy, someone, uh, of course, who looks up to me. Uh, That's right. That's right. In great manner. So, what I wanted to do today is have Billy on. We want to get to know him just here for a little bit, and then talk about a ministry opportunity that uh, really lays in front of each of you uh, coming up here very soon. So, first, Billy, of course, you are a minister of music here at Field Street. You've been at three different churches, four different churches. Is that correct? At least four. Uh, at least four in the music <laughs> ministry position. So tell us briefly, how did you get into music ministry? Well, the short answer is that uh, God called me into music ministry, but maybe the um, more meaningful answer is that God used the ministry of a man named David Humphrey, who was my music minister at um, Lakeside Baptist Church in Granbury, where I was a student. And um, God really used his ministry to impact my life. I guess as a teenager, I was really introverted and, um, uh, you know, just social interactions were difficult for me. But somehow um, music and music ministry was able to bring me out of my shell. And I was able to start using um, gifts and talents and discover gifts and talents that maybe I had that um, I didn't know I had before. And um, so I'm very thankful to that music minister, David Humphrey, who who helped me do that. And um, and just growing and following after the Lord. You know, there was a time when I don't think I was mature enough in the faith to um, to really grasp everything that was going on in the life of our church. But music ministry was a place that kept me plugged in and was the area in which I grew spiritually to the point where I could begin to um, grasp some of some theological concepts and be able to uh, go to seminary because I was a very... Um, young Christian, and music ministry is where I experienced enough spiritual growth, um, even just um, emotional growth and um, social growth, enough where I could be useful um, in the kingdom of God. And so um, music ministry, I mean, church music played a huge role in, in doing that for me. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord for men like David Humphrey out there getting That's it done. Right. In the name of Jesus. So how did you, you mentioned how you were put in positions to discover your gifts in a way. So what, what did those kind of positions look like? Like how did you discover that you were gifted in the music realm and worship leading? And well, like um, I, I guess David Humphrey was such um, a dynamic and charismatic man, uh, a man that was a, an excellent leader um, and there were so many things about him that I admired. And I guess when I first started out, I, 
I wanted to be David Humphrey. I mean, he had just that deep of an impact on me. And so, um, you know, I just found myself just wanting to to have the the kind of the gifts that he did. And um, so I, I used him as kind of a model. And so um, I was involved in lots of different music ministries there at Lakeside, whether it was um, children's choir. I was leading some of the children's choirs early on and started a, my first student choir ensemble there and then um, uh, began leading worship and um, having those types of experiences. And um, when I started out, man, I was not a good musician. I was horrible. Um, but, um, you know, when you work at something, you know, you, you slowly get better. I was not one of these that came out of the womb and was just a, a wonderful musician and all of that kind of stuff. It did not come naturally to me. I had to uh, fight and work really hard for what little bit of talent I've got, but um, God was gracious to me, and so um, and the church was gracious to me as I would just kind of bray like a mule um, while I was leading worship, but I just was going to make a joyful sound because that's what I, I felt like I wanted to do. Praise God. Well, that, you know, I've never heard of David Humphrey until three minutes ago, but I want to be like him. I mean, he, he's not who I look up to, uh, so I aspire to be like David. Uh, so, Billy, I think all of us would say that worship music, music in the church, has in some way impacted us, enhanced our love for Christ and His church, uh, whether that be just through a powerful worship service, maybe we listen to music as we drive in the car, and it just kind of moves us in a way, really. Um, but so, for you specifically, being in, the, in a worship leader position, how has music, how has church music enhanced your love for Christ and his church? Well, um, like, like I said, I, I mean, church music's changed my life. It has taught me so much theology, so much of, of what I know about Christ has come through um, great, rich um, congregational singing, music that we sing, um, scripture that I've memorized. You know, um, I can be reading in the Word and then uh, come across a passage of scripture, and immediately my mind is uh, drawn to a song that I sang. Mm-hmm or an anthem that we did in um, youth choir or an anthem that I taught the adult choir. And it's just like uh, it's gotten the word of God into my heart and mind in a way that nothing else um, can do. And really, that's the power of music is that setting to a melody and to a, a meter, it just gets into your spirit and your soul in a way that nothing else can. That's awesome. And you think about it, it's pretty wild to think how music influences us as human beings. You know, they, it's, I think it's proven, there's been studies that I've read that it even like can literally like change our mood and uh, just did like change the way we think. It's pretty crazy. And then you, you implement that music into a worship setting, and it's undeniably something that can enhance and, and push forward our love for Christ and uh, just the, our view of Him and how we think of Him uh, and so on. It really enhance our prayer lives and our, and our reading of Scripture. Um, so, Billy, you and I, you've been here, what, just over a year? Is yes, that right? So, last right. July of 2018 is when you came on staff. That's right. Um, so, we've been working in partnership just over a year. I enjoy working with you for the most part. But, um, you know, you, you and I's roles are really different. We're, we've both been placed by the sovereign grace of God to lead uh, the congregation of Field Street Baptist Church, specifically, been gifted in some similar way, but some different ways. But our roles look really different. So I'm always curious, what is it like to be a music minister? What's it like to lead uh, God's people in worship? So I want to ask you, what is your favorite part 
And in a minute, we'll ask you what your most challenging part is. But what's your okay. favorite part of being a worship leader in the local church? My, my favorite part is I love, I mean, I tell you, I love um, planning worship services, um, putting together um, the different talents that, like our church has, and, and people and their giftedness, and try and figure out, it's like a playing puzzle, putting these all of these different components together and um, uh, the different talents that we have in the life of our church, putting them together in a way, it's like a stained glass thing that, that I get to kind of put together all of these different pieces of, of shapes of glass and put it together. And then in the worship service, it's like the glory of Christ shines and it's like this beautiful tapestry of um, corporate expression of worship that is unable to accomplish you know, in, in your own personal worship, but that, that's the power of corporate worship is we just kind of come together offering our gifts and talents and our offering our love and adoration and praise to God as a, as a body, and then it's just a powerful, powerful thing. And so that is my favorite part is just being able to plan these worship experiences um, and execute them um, using the talents that God has brought together in our context. Um, and Field Street is very blessed. We have lots of very talented people, uh, people who are committed and giving of their time and their talents and um, to, to make our corporate worship experiences very meaningful. And there's a broad way of that you can do that, um, and it's it's fun to do every week. That's really cool. And the, and you, what you brought to the table, what I've heard from multiple people, in my own opinion, is you brought a lot of variety uh, to worship service. And you kind of mentioned that there's not just one avenue of of worship when it comes to music in the church. Um, and you know, I really, I personally love corporate worship. One of my favorite, I tell our students, one of my favorite sounds in the world is just the people of God just singing Absolutely. Uh, to the Lord, coming together. There's really, there's power in that. And what we're doing when we worship corporately is we're fulfilling a command of God in Scripture. Like, I, I've heard it before, I don't remember the exact number, but the command to sing to the Lord, to worship Him, uh, is very repetitive. If you look at the Psalms, the Old Testament, New Testament, to sing to the Lord uh, for His goodness and His greatness. Um, so tell me, talked about how we have different roles, talked about your favorite part of being a worship leader. What is the most challenging part? In any role in ministry, really in any job, there's, there's joy, there's things we really love, and there's parts of it, honestly, that we hate, and they're maybe just challenging. So what's, what's the most challenging part for you as a worship leader? I would say the most challenging is um, you often go into these contexts and you've got this goofball youth minister that you always <laughs> got to put in. No, 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 no. The Seriously. worst guy on staff. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, um, probably the most difficult is just the broad nature of trying to um, steward your time to, you know, I love the planning of the worship services, but uh, there's also um, media ministry stuff that falls under things that I'm responsible for. And so making sure the words are all right on the screen and, you know, we've started live streaming and then the cameras and getting all of that set up and, um, you know, just getting the the right people in place to help that side of things, I think is probably the most challenging, not because it's um, su super difficult. It's just a lot on, on one person's plate to try and do. Um, you know, even on Sunday, I, I 
mess something up just because I think my brain is trying to keep track of so many things and um, it, it's it's frustrating when I forget to load in the video announcements in the 11 o'clock service. I would do it for the 8.30, but I forgot to do it. So it's just like a lot of things to keep track of. And so I find that to be the most difficult, maybe frustrating, is that I'm trying to, um, you know, keep everything juggled and, you know, making sure everything gets done and it's a, sure. a lot to do. Yeah, I don't know if they told you this when they hired you, but you were also the uh, media minister yeah. in addition to the uh, right. music. Yes. Hey, so about a year ago, uh, right when you came on, uh, our student ministry at Field Street and our music ministry, they had a baby. Uh, they came together uh, in the sovereign grace of God and they had a baby together. And we started, or really restarted, and I don't yes. know how long it's been. But at least in the time years. that I've been here, a student choir was started here at Field Street. I think we had a great first year um, and as far as involvement goes and positive response, maybe support from the church as a whole. Uh, we had a great first year, and that's getting ready to kick back off yes. this Sunday. That's right. Praise yeah. the Lord. This Sunday, September 15th, is our student choir kickoff. Uh, so what I wanted to do today is get to know Bill a little bit, ask him questions about what he does, his role, but also ask you, Billy, as the leader of this thing, you know, because I'm just kind of there. I'm just, I just I'm just that guy that is sitting over in the corner. But as you, given leadership to the thing, tell us why I should be a part of student choir. What opportunities come with it? Why would I want to be a part of such a thing? Well, um, uh, uh, several things come to mind. Um, um, first, um, I'm a part of the Youth Q Network, which is a network of youth choirs from across the country. And um, we, we do these festivals, and certainly last year we went to the Baylor Festival, um, and I'd love for us to go back again in February of 2020. Um, but Youth Q does youth choir right. Um, so many times you think of youth choir and it's just like kind of lame. But I, I tell you, Youth Q um, is able to do it where it is um, an amazing experience. It's just kind of um, jaw-dropping, like, whoa, I cannot believe teenagers can sound like this, can create an experience like this, that teenagers can execute uh, music at such an excellent level um, it, it's moving it's enriching to the whole church body and it gives a place for teenagers to serve in the church I mean leading in worship is a is a ministry of service I mean this is a um, you're you're worshiping the Lord but you're also um, leading people in worship and it's it's an act of service and so you know I think it, the corporate worship experience doesn't bring in teenagers enough and I mean they are as part of the body of Christ here at Field Street as as our senior adults Amen. and so I want them present and I want them visible in the life of our church and actively uh, whether that's in a choir or a band or whatever um, I want those teenagers there and um, the youth choir is a great way to do it and I don't sure. know of anything better. Cool. You have a heart for involving teenagers. I personally hate teenagers. I think they're the worst, but uh, nevertheless. Um, so you mentioned some opportunities that come with being a part of this, and you mentioned Youth Q. Uh, now, I was at Youth Q last year, uh, and you're right, it's moving. I mean, I bawled like a baby. Um, that's been something that's going on for a long time. We are going back in February, already on the calendar. Um, for someone who may be unfamiliar with Youth Q, what goes on, how it all comes together. 
Uh, so just kind of briefly tell us about it. Um, what is YouthQ? Maybe you want to talk about the history, what goes on that weekend. I don't know. What is YouthQ? Yeah, YouthQ has been around for 30 years, and I've been taking kids to the Baylor Festival for uh, over 10 years now. Um, I, I'll never forget in 2007 when I took my first group, it was it, it changed the way I viewed student choirs. It changed the way I viewed student ministry. Um, that opened my eyes to what teenagers can do in, um, in terms of in musically, but um, in terms of their leadership in the, in the life of the church and their youth group. I mean, it just changed everything on how I viewed um, student ministry and music as a part of that. And, um, you know, Youth Q, it just brings together these different youth choirs from around the area. There might be um, 20 different choirs that are like ours that have anywhere from 10 kids to, you know, 100 kids in it. And um, they all come together. We learn the same anthems. And um, we put it all together on a weekend, um, go down on a Friday down to Waco, um, do a couple rehearsals, spend the night, um, rehearse some more at Baylor on the campus there in that um, concert hall, um, put the uh, Baylor Symphony Orchestra with it, and then um, lead uh, worship on Sunday morning, and then all come together for a concert, invite families and uh, different people in the Waco community to, to be a part of that. And um, it's just an epic concert. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. It is just absolutely incredible to have 300 teenagers um, um, singing with such excellence um, with the great accompaniment of the um, professional orchestra that's made up of kids that aren't that much older than our seniors, you know, that are uh, students at Baylor in their um, late teens, early 20s that are accompanying this and that think that everybody on that platform is under the age of 24 uh, is is pretty impressive that they are able to do that musically. And it's um, it, it really is um, something that's, I hadn't experienced before, and that's why I take teenagers back every year. It's just a profound experience. It is a really great weekend, an uh, amazing thing that YouthQ can pull off by pulling student choirs, youth choirs all over the uh, state to come together and then really rehearse pretty quickly to put together a yes. concert like that. And you didn't even mention one of my favorite parts during the whole weekend, man. We eat good. Yes. We eat well Friday That's night right. throughout Saturday uh, and Sunday, too. So, man, Billy, thanks for being on. One more question for you. Um, talk about being a part of Youth Choir, participating in Youth Cube. But what if I can't sing? And personally, for me, I've never been a part of a choir. Um, but so why, why would I, like, how, what's my fit? How could I do that if I, I can't sing? Yeah, you know, I, I was never in, in choirs. I don't think I was in a choir until I was 20. I was in college. And I'm, I'm sad about that because I've missed out on some really great experiences. Um, yeah, I, I hear it often. Um, you know, a teenager, I'll invite them to come to youth choir and say, oh, I, I can't sing. Um, and it kind of makes me sad because I can't seem to get them over the hump. It, it's such a small part of the overall youth choir experience. Yes, do we sing? Yes. Um, but I would say um, that the experience of being a part of a, of a music ensemble is so much um, more dynamic than simply singing. I mean, if you're a part of a positive peer group, 
Um, it's it's just a, a a sense of community. Whenever you're singing together, you're worshiping together, just being together is is a profound um, experience. And especially when you do it around um, worship, um, around music, something that you can all participate in. And we're all at different levels in our um, musical journey. Um, and, um, and it doesn't make any difference where you're at on that. Um, yeah, some people have, have had more music experience, and they'll, they'll do solos and different kinds of things, but there's still a place for even the, the most mediocre, and I would go as far as to say even the tone deaf, you know, they can be a part of a music ensemble and it be enriching to their life. You may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket, but That's right. you can be a part of this thing. And I don't know, man, Billy, I'm sold. I'm in. Come on. I'm all in. Come on. Uh, But in all seriousness, we want to greatly encourage you to be a part of Youth Choir this school year, starting this Sunday, September 15th. Three to seven, right? Yeah. We're going to do some kickoff. Yeah, I want to do something fun. You know, often we come into rehearsal and it's a lot of work. And so I didn't want our first rehearsal just to be, oh, let's just plow in here and get to work. I want to do something really fun. And so um, flight deck is always a blast. And so (laughs) I'd I'd love to... um, go out and just hang out with all the students and then have just a great time and then we'll really kind of plow into the hard work the following Sunday of start learning this music and um, it, it's going to be a great, great time. Billy, for the choir kickoff, will we eat? Uh, y- yes. Uh, praise God. All right, yes. so food, flight deck, and fun because that third one needed to start with an F. That's so, right. Be a part of it this year. I want to encourage you to be here this Sunday at 3 o'clock for our youth choir kickoff. It's going to be a great year. We don't want you to miss out on it. So thank you, Billy, for being on with us today. Thank, thank you, you for all you do uh, for our church, both in the music ministry and the student ministry that we learned about today. So if you're out there listening, subscribe to the podcast, share it, and please, wherever you are, wherever you are whatever you're doing, don't be a moron, and we'll see you later. All right, again, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Field Street Students podcast. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to it, share it. Hey, go the extra mile. Give us a five-star rating. Write us a nice uh, review, and we might return the favor by giving you a shout-out. Hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just remember that we love you. Jesus loves you. Don't be a moron, and we'll see you later.